This is Mindful Mostly, a show for those of us who are mindful most of the time. It's about lifestyle and wellness in the most down-to-earth way possible. I'm Andrea Collins. Today is part two of our incredible conversation with New York Times best-selling author and intuist, Laura Day. If you need a reminder of who she is, she's kind of a big deal. Her celebrity clients include Nicole Kidman, maybe you've heard of her, Brad Pitt, Deepak Chopra, the list goes on and on. It's insane. In this conversation, we are chatting with her from her home in Tribeca, New York City. She is a great woman. In fact, I should tell you, after our conversation, it was amazing. She said, I want to talk to you before I let you go. I need to tell you what I'm sensing with you. And she gave me some incredible um, advice. She knew exactly what was on my mind. And she said, yes, you get it. I'll, you know, I'll fill you in later on, on to what happened at the end of the show. But um, basically, Laura Day, she spent nearly four decades helping individuals, organizations, companies harness and develop their innate intuitive abilities to create profound change. Literally, like all the big Fortune 500 companies, Wall Street, you know, biggies, they call Laura and they say, Laura, we're going to we're thinking about doing this. You know, what are you what are you intuitively picking up here? And she will she will give them her honest opinion and say, see you later. And that's, <laughs> they trust her. They've trusted her for decades. It's incredible. Her her work has really helped demystify intuition and bring it into the mainstream. Like it's not a woo-woo thing. It's, it's practical. It's verifiable. And it's astonishing, the uses of intuition and the ways you can use it in the field of business, science, medicine, personal growth. She has trained thousands of people and companies to use their brains, perceptions, and what some might call their sixth sense in effective ways to realize their goals. This is less about those you know, signs from the universe and literally about tapping into yourself tapping into your intuition and using it as a guide. This part two of our conversation is so juicy. We get into some real tangible examples of how to use use your intuition, empowered, realistic thinking, so much more. Um, so, so make sure you listen to the very end and then I'll tell you what what Laura told me at the end of our conversation. But first, this episode is brought to you by Seedlip, the world's first distilled non-alcohol spirits. Now, whether you prefer the flavors of punchy citrus, aromatic spices, or savory herbs, Seedlip offers a sophisticated alternative to alcohol to enjoy any day of the week. Crafted by distilling globally sourced botanicals, each of Seedlip's three variants, Spice 94, Garden 108, and Grow 42, are alcohol, calorie, and sugar-free, simply topped with a splash of tonic or used as the base for more sophisticated recipes, Seedlip makes crafting cocktails easy at home. And you know, as we take on the new year, take a moment of pause for yourself to reflect, reset, refocus, tap into that intuition and create space for yourself through little rituals like winding down the evening with a delicious non-alcoholic cocktail delivered directly to the comfort of your home via seedlipdrinks.com or .ca, depending if you're in the U.S. or Canada. Now to celebrate the new year, Seedlip is offering listeners 10% off their first purchase on Seedlip's drinks, seedlipdrinks.com with the code mindful10 at checkout. Okay, now we're going to 
hop right in to where we left off with our conversation with New York Times best-selling author and Intuist, Laura Day. I keep getting this, um, like this intuitive ping to email somebody that I used to work with a few years ago. And, and I keep ignoring it because I feel like, ah, uh, you know, it might be weird to just email him out of the blue. I don't even really have anything particular that I ha- want to necessarily say to him, but it's weird. It keeps coming up in my head out of, out of the blue. So you think that those types of things are the things that you, I should just send him the email and say, Hey, how are you? Absolutely. I'm thinking about you. How are you doing these days? That's a great, that is a better example of intuition than anything I've given. That is a great example of how intuition functions organically in our lives. Hmm. I'm going to do that today then. (laughs) Also look at what is it, you know, we all have a bunch of goals and hopes. What are your goals right now? And how could reaching out perhaps address one of them? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think about you had mentioned that sometimes the intuition takes hold of us so strongly that it it basically makes life changing decisions for us. I remember I was dating this guy years ago in Montreal, and he was so not right for me. The universe, or the you know, my intuition had tried to to break things off with him a year before. A job was fabulous job was offered to me in another city, but no, I was like, I'm going to stay here with him. I want to see where our relationship was going. And then the next year, you know, after all of these intuitive reasons I should I should go, finally he dumped me and I was devastated. Oh, I was just like tears crying for months. And then now I realize it was the best thing that changed, altered the course of my life, led me to the man I'm with now, who I absolutely love and adore, but I wouldn't have made that decision. Um, even though I knew for probably two years or maybe even from the beginning that this was not the right person for me. I did not listen to the, my intuition and thankfully my, the choice was made for me at the end. Well, you know, there's a wonderful phrase, thank God for unanswered prayers. And if you really think about everything you've ever wished for. Thank God you didn't get all of it because some of it would have been would have been devastating. You know, one of the things that I do on Instagram uh, is pe- people who have trained with me because I give lots of free workshops and a lot of free lives on Instagram. But people who have done a little bit of training, they read each other because you are your own hardest person to read. And that's true of me as well. Because you know what you want, you know what you're afraid of, and you are in your own patterns. Whereas when you exchange readings, when someone else reads you, they have they have detachment. So they don't, you know, the people on Instagram often don't even know the other person's question. They just say, this is what's happening, and this is what will happen, and this is what you need to pay attention to. And I get readings from these people too, and they're so incredibly right on. But it's hard for you to read yourself. You're in a relationship that you want, and there's lot, there are a lot of reasons you're in that relationship, whereas someone outside of you won't protect your blind spots. And it's so helpful. You know, we, we underrate how skilled people are in communities who are novices. You know, sometimes bearing witness 
just listening to someone is as good as a therapy session. And a lot of the readings that I see on the Instagram are as good as any reading I've ever gotten from a professional psychic, simply because they're removed. They're, they, there's, a, there's detachment. There's objectivity. We lack objectivity in our own lives, and we're supposed to. So do you need to know someone very well to be able to intuitively tell them which moves they should make? I don't... What, what? Just the opposite. Now, intuition works best in the absence of information because, of course, with information, we're trained in school to reason and to to suppress intuition. So it, it actually works. This is why the Instagram group works so wonderfully is that they have no idea. They've never met each other. They have no idea who the other person is. You know, even if they go on their Instagrams, all they can see are people's pictures and what they want them to see, but you have, really have no idea. So one of the things that I really train my students to do and, and the followers on Instagram is forget who the person is. Even if you know, just notice what your senses are perceiving. What are you seeing, feeling, tasting, hearing, smelling, remembering? Where are you in time? Who's around you? Just report everything that you're experiencing when you respond to the person. And the readings are incredible. They're incredible. They're accurate. And I mean, you know, listen, not all of them, but many of them are incredible, accurate in the future, very rich in detail. And these are people who don't know each other and don't know each other's questions. Their, their question for the person, you know, everybody is in a sense, a conglomeration of their questions and their worries and their history and their hopes. And when you, you know, when you are with a person, what you're actually doing, because we're all always intuitive all the time, what you're actually doing is, is, is repressing that intuition so you can just interact. But actually, you're getting all the information. Just like you, I always tell people, if you're going to tell a lie, make it a whopper. Because if you tell a lot of little lies to someone, their subconscious intuitively gets not to trust you. Because people know when you're lying. They may, they may repress it so much that they don't have an awareness of it, but there's a quality in the interaction that changes. Whereas if you've never lied and you tell a whopper, it takes them unaware. <laughs> that, that is interesting. So what would be the difference between an intuist and a, and a psychic? No difference. Is there? Difference? So I, I don't, you know, I've been using the word psychic a little more lately because I think after 40 years, I've made my point. The point is that this is not any more mystical than food or love or money. It's, this is an organic part of how our brain works. Got it. And, Got it. and so I didn't, you know, back in the 80s, I didn't use the word psychic because once I realized after being tested what psychics were, I thought, whoa, that is not what I'm doing. You know, I am helping doctors find the best treatment for their patients. I am helping investors know where the market is going. I am not talking to winged angels. You know, what I do in my free time is between me and my free time. But that is not what I'm, that is not what I'm doing in the world. And I really think that, yes, you can use intuition and intuition is a lot of different things, but you can use it in a lot of really wonderful, mystical ways. 
-hmm. But first, make sure you have a partner, you have a job, you have enough finances, you're attending to your health. Intuition is first and foremost a survival skill. And you, when you're working right, are engineered to survive and to thrive, and then to extend that to those around you. So here, here. Yeah, absolutely. So, so. Yeah, when you, an amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Now, when you go, like you have impressive clients. I mean, go take a look at lauraday.com, everybody. You should see the testimonials. <laughs> it's incredible. You know, we've got uh, Nicole Kidman on there, Jennifer Aniston, um, oh boy, Chris Rock, Deepak Chopra, Brad Pitt, so many people. And then you have all of these big corporations and like you said, you know, Fortune 500 companies, they rely on you. So what's that like? Do they bring you into a boardroom and there's a bunch of men in suits and briefcases and you sit, you sit down and they start asking you questions? No, I actually rarely meet my clients. I've had the same clients for 30 years. And I, I probably, I mean, at this point, most of them I've seen once or twice. No, they, they call and they say, okay, uh, they ask a question and I give them what it is I see and we hang up the phone. And they're, you know, four minute conversations. Um, and then regularly when they're, doing strategic planning, they'll say, you know, what do you see for the market in the next seven months? And I will just report. And often I don't even know what I'm saying, but thankfully they do because it's their information. And that's the other thing about intuition. It's not your information when you're reading for someone else. So you have no idea if you're psychic or psychotic in that moment. And the, the, you simply report everything that you're experiencing once someone asks a question. And that's really how I do my work. I also go into companies and I train their people to make more intuitive decisions. So to be able to, to open up to that left field information, because one of the places where intuition does shine, and as I said, it's a multi-spoked umbrella, is in telling the future, which it really is the only ability that allows us to clearly and verifiably get information from the future. When somebody is a futurist but not intuitive, they're just projecting from the past. And as we've seen from the market, from marketing, from all different fields, that often doesn't work. That's a little like flipping, you know, a coin that's slightly weighted on one side. Whereas mm -hmm. intuition gives you accurate data. And by the way, intuition, I have made mistakes. Intuition isn't always right, but it's far, it, it's not that the intuition is wrong, but of course it's subject to interpretation sometimes, but it's right far more consistently than anything else, especially in the future. Telepathy is something that, for example, is an intuitive skill. So it's the ability to communicate or be communicated with from a distance. That's also something that I really train civilians in, because especially during this time, during the pandemic, that's a very helpful skill to be able to communicate with your loved ones or potential clients remotely without actually picking up a phone or or sending an email and seeing the result of that. Um, one of the things I do with, with trainings is I have people 
do an exercise, a telepathy exercise, communicate with someone, and then wait a week. And notice if the person then who hasn't communicated with them for years sends them an email. So for example, going back to that e email you want to send, mm -hmm. what might be fun is, you know, for a week, do the telepathy exercise that's in how to rule the world from your couch. Do it, you know, three times a day. And notice that that person reaches out to you. And what do you say? You say, you know, John is going to email me or do you say, John, email me? No, no, there's a telepathy is too long for a short for a short program, but it 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 you experience the conversation that you want to have with the person. And and then you also respond to what you sense is coming back toward you. And what mm -hmm. often happens is the person does make contact and continues the conversation that you had telepathically without even knowing they're doing it. Wow. I mean, it's one oh. of the things that I teach people in relationship is how you're actually feeling is transmitted, even from a distance. And it's really important to be coherent in what you're expressing and what you're feeling, which is why you don't want to bury issues in relationship. If you're angry that someone hasn't called, say, you know, you, you have to find a way to metabolize that with the person because all they're sensing is anger. Wow. Yeah. But now I, I just have a couple more questions. Um, one, before I forget, what's the Instagram that you were talking about where everybody's... It's great. I really, I'm so impressed by people. I, I uh, do readings and healings on it every day. It's Laura Day Intuit, I-N-T-U-I-T at Instagram. And I often set a goal for people. So uh, tell, tag someone and tell them what is going to happen in the next month that will rock their world in a positive way. And people do that for each other. And then I tell them to try to read somebody they don't know, you know, just someone who's posted. Um, and we do uh, healing, which is really directing energy to, to change reality um, on each post. And it's really such an amazing community. And there are a lot of people who are professional intuitives, but they do readings there also because the people who are the most generous, of course, also get the most readings. And it is very, I mean, I've had such accurate predictions for myself from that group because they generously also read me. And a lot of these people are old advanced students who are now professionals. Um, some of them are already professionals. They found my site. Some of them are novices and they exchange reading because I really think that reading is best done in community with people you don't know. You know, you book a session with a psychic and you're one of, you know, six sessions they've done that day. You do something in community with someone you don't know. Because if you know someone, that it's much harder to read them. You have your judgments and your biases. But you do something in community and it's really, um, you get very clear information and you get it for free. Mm -hmm. That's nice. And also, I, so many of us are craving community right now. Well, this is a great community. I have a funny story to tell, if I may. Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I put a few thousand dollars aside. And I said to my husband, I'm going to send out an 
email and I'm going to let people know that if they are having problems with bills or getting food or getting medicine or whatever, that, that they should just let me know. And he said, Oh, don't do that. You're going to be overwhelmed. You know, the money you've set aside won't cover that. And I said, I, I don't think so. And uh, not intuitively, but because I know my group. Well, I, I did send out that, that email and I did get requests. You know, there was were people who needed food and people who needed diapers and medicine. And there was one woman who needed a wardrobe because she left an abusive situation, you know, after they were locked in with nothing. Um, and I, you know, got what I could do. Um, but most of all, I got offers. Well, you know, I got your email and yes, we'd like to donate to your fund. I wasn't asking for donations. I was asking for need. I got so many donations, people volunteering to drop things off to people because they were first responders and they were in the same zip code on the way to work. I mean, the generosity was just overwhelming and my husband as he often is was wrong i had much more many more offers of people wanting to give than people who need it wow well and that's beautiful i mean community we've i've been seeing a lot of that on social media recently i'm on a couple facebook groups and same thing someone reaches out and says they're struggling i've it's overwhelmingly beautiful to see how their community responds and 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 we need more of that so that's amazing to hear so many people are going to be adding you on instagram and following along now the last question i wanted to ask is is you know a lot of times we're told just to stay positive and it's it's been stressful times for a lot of people a lot of families and just staying positive, it isn't always an effective strategy. So instead, I know that you recommend empowered, realistic thinking. Can you tell us about that? Yes. If there is a problem and you stay positive and pretend that it's okay, that problem still exists. As I say to my students, if a bullet's coming at you and you don't move out of the way, I guarantee it will hit you. Negative thinking also doesn't help. You know, you have to be disciplined about that because if all you see are the problems, then you miss the opportunities. The way to use intellect, intuition, emotion, and attention in a functional way is to say, yeah, here are problems. Now, these problems exist now, but I have changed things many times in the past and I'm going to change them now. Let me look for how. Empowered, realistic thinking. This is the reality because we can only deal with what's real. This is the reality. This is what's available to me. And this is my goal. And now let me do the work to do it. And intuition is organically engaged when you do that. Mm. Optimism. Yeah. You know, looking on, not to say looking on the bright side and ignoring the dark side, but just that faith that that things will improve. Not, this is well, not a, faith. The, the, the fact is fact. that you are the only one who can improve things for you. That may be by making useful connections and letting someone else help you, but it's through your efforts that your life is created and your efforts in community, your efforts, your ability to make contact. So you don't have to have faith. And listen, there's some times where I feel you know, hopeless. And I say to myself, okay, I'm feeling hopeless. 
What do I need to do right now? What are my goals? What can I do? Sometimes it's just clean my sock drawer. But <laughs> what is the can do in this moment? And I think that we are powerful in our full spectrum of emotion. It's good to mourn. It's good to rage. Jealousy shows us what we want to create. You know, classifying emotions that certainly they're pleasant and unpleasant ones, but they're not negative and positive ones. Beneath your grief are a lot of resources. Beneath your rage is the energy to take action. Beneath your envy are the goals that you want to achieve. Beneath your injury are the tools you've created to deal with it. And so I think that instead of allowing people to tell us who we need to be, if we simply say, this is who we are, and this is who we are going to become, and work for it, even if we feel hopeless, that is wonderful. It is important, though, to know that difficult emotions should be a bridge to something. So if you find yourself stuck in depression or stuck in anxiety or stuck in rage, it is time to get some help with that. Amen. Amen. Amen, Laura Day. This has been a, an incredible conversation. And I know that um, so many people listening are going to want to basically trust their intuition more in 2021 and and how can you help them do that are there how do, can they get a hold of these resources work with you what are the options i have um i don't see private clients but i have many people i've trained who do but i really recommend as a start i have a lot of free resources on Laura Day Circle at YouTube, Laura Day Intuited Instagram, lauraday.com. I have a lot of free resources where people can dip their toe in, see how it, the effect it has in their life, work with other people, and then decide the degree to which they want to be involved. I love involvement because the larger a community, the more change we can create. And I've written wow. six books, all of which are trainings. Um, they're not all good for everyone. I also, I am the only one who sees my email because people email me such very private things. And I really take that trust to heart. So if you email me at laura at lauraday.com, I am more than happy to tell you where I sense you should start. Make the email short because, of course, I'm the only one who handles <laughs> them. But, um, you know, and also on Instagram, there are wonderfully trained people. And now we can find out a lot about who people are. I mean, I'm 61 years old. We didn't used to have the web. But now you can find out a lot about, you know, how, how trustworthy someone is, although always use your good judgment. And a lot of these people have their own suggestions. My work is no longer just me. I've been training people in corporations for 40 years. So there's a whole community of skilled people and everybody has something to offer. You know, a lot of people are afraid to go on because they say, well, I've never done a reading or I'm not a celebrity or I'm not, you know, everyone has an excuse. Everyone has something amazing to offer. And our group is trained to find what you have to give us. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. This is really enjoyable. 
What a woman. If you want to find out more about Laura Day, go to lauraday.com. Also on Instagram, the Instagram she was talking about, if you need to hear that again, it's Laura Day Intuit. That's I-N-T-U-I-T on, uh, on the gram. So after that conversation, she said, hold on, Andrea, before you let me go, I, I want to talk to you. Um, I want to talk to you about your business. She said, you've really seen incredible growth in certain areas since the fall. But, and what do you do? What do you do? And she was asking me about it. And I told her. So what's your business right now? And I said, oh, you know, I do voiceover, blah, 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 blah. I'm on the radio. Um, and this is what I'm thinking. Da, 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 da. She was like, that's great. But that's not it. That's not what I'm sensing. I'm sensing something else. And she said, it's something. What else do you have on the go? It's, and I told her about this incredible course that I'm making on how to allow people to tap into their most captivating selves. And she was like, that is it. And then we, she, she gave me some incredible advice. It's like she was reading the future, reading what was in my head, and also just really tapping into my thoughts and my feelings. It was incredible. Laura Day knows her stuff. And now I feel like I have this newfound excitement. I mean, I was already excited about what I'm creating, but now I just feel like, damn, if Laura Day told me, told me this is the right path, then you better believe I'm sticking to it. So um, I'm really excited to read some of her books and continue to investigate her, her stuff. So lauraday.com. Hope you enjoyed this two-part conversation. And I don't think this is the last that we're going to be hearing of uh, Laura Day on the Mindful Mostly podcast. So that's it for um, today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, please join the Mindful Mostly community on Instagram at Mindful Mostly. And we will talk to you next episode. Have a good one.